0: Welcome to Tradey Tuesdays with Jules Zellam from Catalyst Plus. This podcast is for the tradesperson who is tired of working 60 hours each week on their business and who wants to spend more time enjoying life with their family and friends. This is episode six. Recapping our Investigate Modules. Well, hello there. Thank you for joining me for yet another Tradie Tuesday. I just wanna thank you all for following me and reaching out and giving me all the feedback that you have. And some of the feedback is, come on Jules, we know that you have a lot more to say. And I've gotta say, um, it's kind of a little bit difficult for me to talk unless I'm thinking of somebody to talk to. So. I'm just going to recap a really great conversation that I had with one of our amazing tradie ladies. And we were just talking about how, um, and and I was talking to her this week, and I was talking to her about the different types of business structures. Now, oftentimes um, we go through those business structures, and for me looking back it's pretty annoying because i see a lot of tradies set up as a sole trader and within a couple of months i realized that they really should be set up as a company or they come to me within a couple of months and we realize they should be set up as a company so today's episode is a little bit crazy in terms of possibly being able to stay on track, but I just wanted to first start up with a bit of a recap of where we're up to so far. Now, our Investigate module as part of our Accelerate program is all about figuring out where you are, where you want to be. And Unlike other business coaches, I tend to focus initially on where you want to be in your personal life. Now, whether or not that is having kids, or you've already got kids and you want to sort out, you know, being a family person, or if you are looking for a partner or you already have a partner, all of those things actually set up where we need to go. So if you go back to one of our previous modules, our previous episodes, we talked about your five-year plan and it's your five-year personal plan. Initially, all you need to do is go through, um, write the next five years down and say, and put a couple of columns along the top on a piece of paper. And basically what you're doing is you're looking for significant birthdays, significant anniversaries, um, and then writing down how you wanna celebrate those birthdays and anniversaries, whether or not it's a holiday or a big party, those kinds of things. Then you're looking at what you want to achieve in your personal world financially. So do you wanna buy a house? Do you want to save for a deposit? Do you want to pay off your home? Whatever your financial um, goals are, let's get that sorted. Your very, very first financial goal, if you are listening and you have not done the barefoot investor, it's 25 bucks at Big W or, Kmart maybe, Um, anyway, you can buy decent books. You can buy it online. You can listen to it on Audible. But basically if you don't put Barefoot Investor in place in your personal world by the amazing Scott Pape of the 1978 awesome era of the world. um, It's also my era. um, Yeah, if you haven't put that into practice, You won't necessarily know what I mean by dominoing your debt. If you have any credit card debt, oh my Lord, just be aware that it is something that I will be pouncing on and you should be pouncing on as well. Credit card debt is the biggest waste of money ever. So chop up those cards, get onto the barefoot investor and jump onto the awesome financial money plan. Um, You might have other things on that five year plan. Uh, Maybe you're going to get married, maybe you're expecting a child, maybe you have a significant birthday of a child, like they're turning 21 or they're turning 18 and they're about to fly the coop. All of those things is stuff that you want to look for. If you've got kids, you might actually want to also read The Rich Dad, Poor Dad and start a savings plan for your kids um, future. And that's a really good resource as well. So once we have our five-year personal plan, then we want to start thinking about our future selves. So, imagine yourself in 12 months time and you've achieved all those things on your personal plan what is it that you need to do today to make your goal of 12 months happen write that down Um, on a piece of paper we're calling it our future self so year one is what we need to be doing today and for the next 12 months to achieve that goal year number two Um, year number three, year number four, and year number five. So we're forward projecting ourselves and thinking about what kind of person, what kind of business owner we need to be in order to hit those five year goals. And remember, some of those goals might be spending more time with your kids, more time with your family, or more time just traveling and having an awesome time. Um, So that could be super cool as well and keeping the rubber side down, of course. So then what we've done, so we've done our five-year plan, we've got our future self. And then we've also gone through over our last episodes, our stop doing list. So in order for us to achieve that future self, there are going to be some things that we need to give up some things that we don't need in our, well, we don't need to do in our lives. Um, Some of them in a previous episode, we talked about what we can automate versus what we can delegate. And also those things we can eliminate. So the elimination pile is all the things that we really don't need in our lives and it sucks up a lot of energy Um, or it sucks up a lot of time. So that could be, I don't know, being on stalker book for an hour or two a day. That hour or two could be spent doing something else. Um, Maybe it's an automate task that you could do. If you're using awesome accounting software like Xero, you can automate your debt collection. You can automate your payments with, um, with like Stripe integrated so that your customers can pay the invoice online. You can set automated reminders for quotes that you've sent out. Um, there's so many things you can automate. Plug it in with receipt bank and you have your zero flying like it's on Rails. And it's something that I am passionate about showing people how to do. So then we've got our automate, our, um, dele- um, our eliminate, and the delegate part is the biggest one. So in our previous episode, I asked you to write a list of every single thing that you did and then to reflect on it and figure out what you could eliminate, automate, or delegate. Now in the delegate pile, for me personally, was our cleaner. And I've got to say, Tracy and the team, I love you guys. I really appreciate you coming in and cleaning my home so that Indy and I can have a super cool, lovely, clean house to live in. And Indy can put her cheeky little dirty paws all over the the floor and I don't have to clean it all up. So that's really cool. Um, so that actually by getting somebody in to do my cleaning every week saved me three hours per week of just general cleaning. And that three hours over a 12 month period is 160 hours, which for those of you that do payroll would know that that's a full chargeable month that, I was spending every single year cleaning my home and for me that time and that money can be spent heaps better either creating this awesome podcast for you all or I don't know hanging out with Indy at the beach that's pretty cool for me she loves chasing the ball around so it's pretty cool Um, so yeah those are the things that we've talked about in the past. And I really hope that if you want a little bit more information on that stage of the investigate, you can go back and deep dive into some of those episodes. So if we think about all the things like all of those different elements that we've, we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, it's now time for us to actually start being critical about what it is that we're looking to create in our business. Because we should now have a really, really solid idea of what it is that our personal life wants to look like. How many hours a week we wanna work, what kind of work we want to be doing. Um, If we were, you know, doing something that we've loved every single day for 80% of the day, we wouldn't worry about work. We would just be joyfully doing it and we'd be happy and our customers would be happy because we'd attract happy people cause we're happy, right? Um, so, so if we've done all of that, then it's time for us to actually consider the business that is going to help us achieve our next five-year goal and that's why I want to come back to the conversation I was having with my friend and my tradey lady who was talking to me about what kind of business structure to get started with. Now this is the part that as much as I love my accounting industry, I can get so incredibly frustrated with. See, if you have no clear idea of what kind of life you want to create, what kind of income you need to generate in order to facilitate that lifestyle, um, then you don't necessarily start off on the right step. And what I mean by that is there's three main business structures that a tradie will get involved in. Um, The first one is either a sole trader. The second is a partnership and that's often a husband and wife team or a husband and husband team or a wife and wife team or two friends team. Um, But it can be up to 50 people, a partnership. Um, And then there's the company and that, is a different set of criteria as well. Now, there are a lot of other business structures out there, but I'm just going to introduce this concept to you. Now, a sole trader is an individual. It's no different to you and I. We have our own tax file number, we have our own birth certificate, And we can get what is called an Australian business number. Um, And this is in Australia, how we do it, but over in the UK and the US and other English talking, um, speaking countries, New Zealand um, and Canada comes to mind. Your sole trader is very similar, but you just get a different, like whatever the business name and business number is, Um, In the UK, it's the VAT number. In the US, depending on what state you're in, it's your sales tax number, right? So a sole trader is an individual who is running their business. Now, sometimes a sole trader is perfectly fine. A sole trader is um, perfectly fine if all you ever want to do is be a bit of a freelancer bit of a subcontractor if you're a hairdresser you just want to make enough money to cut like cut the amount of clients that you want to do and I don't know you probably rent a chair from somebody um, and you're just more than happy to coast along and create a job basically just do enough work for yourself and that's it. But tradies, I find in general, probably about 80% of you, ultimately want to create a business. And when I say that you're creating uh, creating a business, you want to employ people, you might want to work in a high risk area or things like that. And if that's you, I just want to flag that a sole trader or a partnership even, has what we call an unlimited liability. Unlimited liability means everything that is the business, everything that is yours personally, one and the same. There's no difference in between it. So you could own a house, you could own a boat, you could own awesome motorcycles, you could own, um, what else, a car all sorts of like really cool luxury widgets, jet skis, the, the list can go on, right? You can own all of that in your personal name. But if you're running a sole trader business, then everything that is yours personally is also accessible to the business. And what I mean by that is if the business goes belly up or if um, for some reason you can't pay your debts then your suppliers can come and take away your car, your jet ski, your motorbike, your house, depending on how much debt you go into. And that can get a bit scary, right? Um, So again, it depends on what your five-year plan is. If your five-year plan is to only do just enough work for yourself and you're happily content, then go ahead, be a sole trader. But if your five-year plan says um, you want to make a lot of money by doing a lot less work and you want to scale so that you can have more employees doing some of the work that you don't like doing, um, the prep work or stuff like that, or you want to bring an apprentice on, then then I'm saying to you, woo Camel, and really think about your overall process because here's the thing. If you, it's easy enough to change um, the, the type of business structure that you have, but it's a brand new business. And what that means is you have to set up a brand new bank account, brand new supplier agreements, brand new insurances, brand new um, car finance license, all of the kit, all of that goes with setting up a new business and a new ABN. Um, so be careful is what I'm trying to say. The other per, um, the other type is the partnership and the partnership is a little bit more risky um, because Let's say you've got two friends that go into partnership, and one of them's really good with money, the other one isn't. Then, when you go into business with that person, um, then everything, ev- every decision that they make on behalf of the business, puts your personal assets um, at risk as well. So, I don't really like partnerships either. They're really handy if it's a husband and wife and you want to split your income so you can keep more money in your pocket um, because you both earned that income. Um, But generally speaking, don't really like partnerships either. Um, And then there's the third entity structure and that's called a company. Now a company is a separate legal entity. And what that means is it has limited liability and the liability is only the value of the shares and the assets that are within the business. And when I say that, um, basically a company will have a PTY LTD after it. Um, if it's a privately owned company or LTD, if it's a listed entity or, um, a, a company like, that people can buy um, shares onto. And yeah, so basically um, a company is different because in its own self, it has its own tax file number. And it has its own birth date being the incorporation date. It can own things, it can owe things, it can soothe people and it can be sued by people or other companies. Um, And it's a much better vehicle if you're working in a high risk area. And um, a high risk area is basically the construction industry, the mining industry, um, in any industry that you want to hire employees. As Soon as you put employees into the mix, you really should be um, registered as a company. Um, that's just for your own personal safety and theirs as well. Um, and yeah, like a company is heaps better if that's what you're looking to do. Now, so many people come to me and say, I don't want to start up a company because it's not where I want to be right now. It sounds like it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more complicated Um, You have to do a separate tax return for a company. Um, You have to do a separate tax return for a partnership, but the money also um, gets distributed to each partner. Um, And you have an annual ASIC fee, um, annual incorporation fee, where you need to show that your company is solvent and dealing with all the right things. But a company provides so much um, benefits to you. You basically, if with the limited liability, all of your personal assets are completely separated from the company's business operations. Um, That is unless you sign a director's guarantee. And I always recommend that you never sign a director's guarantee. So if somebody asks you to do a director's guarantee, say, thank you, but no, um, my accountant won't let me do that. Um, And yeah, that's still to protect your personal assets away from the business. Now, we're not ever assuming that the business isn't going to succeed, but the reality is, it is a high percentage of business that fail and they fail because they don't actually go in with the right, um, outcome in mind. So yeah, I think that's a pretty good demonstration of the business structures and overall a recap of where we need to go before we start thinking about what kind of business to create. Um, if you've already started a sole trader, it is possible for you to swap over to a company and that's that's a simple thing to do on paper but it is a lot of headache you have to get like i said before brand new bank accounts brand new supplier agreements brand new licenses the whole thing so it's much better to get that set up right from the get-go and get things set up properly the other really big difference about being set up as a company is that money is not yours. So when the clients pay you your your money in the, in the company, the only way that you can draw that money out is if you've first given that money to the business. So let's say you've put startup capital of 20000 in, you could withdraw up to 20000 as cash flow gets better. Um, or you withdraw a wage or a dividend. Um, so it is really, really tempting. I know sometimes when the business is thriving, to take the money out of the business and use it for personal gain and personal purposes. But that stuff will get you into big trouble. It, um, in extreme cases, can actually put you in jail, and we don't want that, right? So. Um, make sure that when you are running a company, you are being straighty 180. Um, But yeah, that's, I think that's as much as you need to know about business structures for 101 um, business structures. And hopefully that is of use to you. Next week, I am getting closer and closer to having a couple of really awesome interviews um, underway. And I am looking forward to talking to you all about what your next steps are after you choose the right business structure for your business. But in the meantime, have yourself an awesome week and I'll see you next Trady Tuesday. Thank you. If you found this podcast helpful, come on over to tradytuesdays.com.au and join our Accelerate crew from Catalyst Plus.